The video you're about to watch is from one of our spirit schools, ministered by Gustav Leroux from God Ministries. Enjoy. This message will propel you. Please subscribe. Thank you and bless you. Enjoy. Father, tonight I pray that as we begin to walk in what you want us to see, we will begin to understand that your desire for us is to bring that which we experience in the kingdom of heaven, the place that you have destined and called us to live and move and have our being in, is the place that we are destined to legislate into the earth. Father, when Yeshua walked the earth, the one thing he did, he said to his disciples, I come to bring you the kingdom of God. I come to bring the kingdom. That was his, 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 his main thing, was to bring the kingdom. So Father, tonight I pray that we'll begin to understand as sons and daughters that you've desired for us from the very beginning to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. Father, we love you. We worship you. We glorify and magnify you. You are an awesome, majestic God. You are beyond what we can fathom. You are beyond what we in the natural can understand or even begin to think that we can have it in hand, but yet in the spirit, we know all things, we have all things, we can do all things, in Christ all things are possible, and this, the mind just cannot understand that, the, this, the body just cannot understand that, we have been conditioned to believe the things that's in the earth, we've been conditioned to believe the things that is, is possible according to what we have seen done in the earth. So when my spirit begins to walk in the heavens and my spirit begins to encounter you face to face and my spirit begins to walk with you in Eden and my spirit begins to literally experience your full glory and your power and your presence, then my, my, my soul begins to say, but this is not possible, this is not true, this cannot be, this is not what I know. So Father, tonight, if your word comes out, I pray that there will be a revelation regarding what needs to be legislated from spirit to soul to body. We can begin to understand who, you are, who we are and who you called us to be. Father, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Woo! Let there be light. How are you guys doing? It's very nice to be back. You guys remember before I left, I was telling you that uh, the Lord asked me in an encounter to lay everything I have earned over the last six years at His throne. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. You have to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, right? And it was very depressing. And, and very kind of frustrating in the natural to see what needs to happen. And, and, and I did it and I went through it and I didn't understand it because it's such a almost scary thing to do. But I, I say to you that in remembrance of who the Father is and have an understanding that His desire for us is to take what we've earned and what we've walked in and the fruit that we've bared and to lay it at His feet. It's standing on the sea of glass. Now I just want to remind you the sea of glass is not glass. Right? That's just kind of logic. And standing at this place at his throne and laying everything down, knowing with the knowledge, because I've been trading so much, and I know that you have too, and if you haven't, shame on you. 
That's right. So in the trading, every time you trade something, the father's instant reaction yeah. because of your sacrifice yeah. is multiplication of what's traded. Amen. It's what he instantly gives back. Wow. He, he brings a fullness to what you laid down. So in that week, after I laid it down, I was looking at all the stuff that I got back after I laid it down and he multiplied it back to me and I was thinking to myself, what is this? How does it work? It's like a new toy and I don't understand it because the manual is not there. Then I go up in the mountains. Now, have you ever been up to Colorado, um, Lake City? Um, very, very, there's 350 people in the town. It goes up 14,000 uh, feet above sea level, I guess. Yeah. It's difficult to breathe. You walk up the stairs and you are out of breath. Then you go to where the snow is on top of the mountain and you literally walk three steps and there's no more breath. There's no air. It's terrible. It's weird. Uh, and so it was just an interesting experience. Beautiful, of course. Uh, you can't express or explain it. And I know that everybody that really goes there as a Christian, a man, a woman of God, goes there for the presence of Yahweh, goes there to be still and spend time with Him because there's so much of His glory, so much of His presence in, in nature, right? And so just walking, and of course, for me it was to go vacation with my family. It was a great time. And of course, I also knew that there had to be some kind of a spiritual significance. Yes. Because why would I go there? You know? Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a holiday, vacation type of person because my family never really went on holiday all that much. So for me and my wife, we're not someone that has to have a vacation, you know? Uh, as, a, as a Christian, spiritual, working full-time ministry, you're supposed to be in rest all the time. You should be vacationing all the time. Amen. Of course, in South Africa, we don't call it a vacation. Sabbath. We call it a holiday. So in America, if I say holiday, you want to say, which Christmas. one? Christmas? Which holiday are you talking about? Okay, so when I say I go on holiday, I mean a vacation. So it was a great time. But the Lord started showing me things. And of course, going up into the mountains and having dealt with mountains, having dealt with giants, and with the dragons and having uh, operated uh, with gates and opening and closing and the, the things that the Father has already shown me in the previous level that I operated as. Then as I went into the mountains and the Father began to show me things, I realized that what is about to be released and revealed to me as a son is at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer the mobile court. It actually goes up into a place where I cannot deal with what I see mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. The sword I had... Uh, in the previous level would not be able to deal with what I'm receiving and operating with in this level. Now I know it sounds like I'm playing a, a computer game, <laughs> but I'm not. So what I'm going to try and do tonight is I'm going to talk about the law of legislation. Now we're busy doing the laws of Zion and I'm just going to go through it because I remind you already did the laws of Jerusalem. And I say to you, now I, up to this point in spirit school I need you to know that I'm not going to give you 20 scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to quote any of them either, even if I do have them. Right. Matter of fact, the things that the Father is revealing to the sons and the daughters up to this point is the things that He said in His Word, we will do greater than yeah. what He did. That's right. So if He said something like this, you are going to do greater things than what I did. And all that we read in the Bible is things He did. And what we as sons are going to be doing is not going to be written down. 
And if it is written down, we are not going to be able to perceive it with the understanding of the knowledge we have. So it might not, per se, uh, be written down as you understand it, but it's almost guaranteed that God will not overshadow His Word, but He will overshadow your perception of the Word. And of course, a lot of what we read, the Greek has overtaken the Hebrew, and we don't perceive the supernatural, the mysterion, that the Father wanted us to do, to go deep into. That's been taken out of the Word. Don't look at me with that tone. So the laws of Zion is sacrifice, harmony, response, time and space, lordship, kingship, sonship, creation, legislation, trading, wisdom, and chancellorship. <coughs> we have done sonship, and tonight we're doing legislation. There's no specific order. I have said to you that the 12 laws of Zion, the 12 laws of Jerusalem, goes hand in hand with the 24 elders. Amen. Haven't you ever wondered what the 24 hours are there for? Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> what I urge you to do is when you go into the heavens, the kingdom of heaven, engage with them. Yes. Go a little bit closer. They are on, they are on 24 thrones on, next to the Father, next to Yahweh. Yes. Right? That's what the Bible tells us. The 24 hours by the throne of Yahweh. There's 24 thrones and they sit on it. Go engage with them. Go closer. But see, you cannot go there and engage with them unless you have spent your time in worship and adoration at the throne yeah. with the Father. Yeah, Correct. That's, that's right. Right? That's right. Your spirit won't allow you to do that. <laughs> and so the idea is, behind everything I'm trying to teach and everything I'm trying to bring to your understanding is that you have to spend intimate time with Yeshua. You have to spend intimate time with the Father. You have to spend intimate time with the Holy Spirit. You, the desire the Father has is for you to get to know Him at the throne, in the heavens. You begin to understand who He is there, who He is in the earth, who He is in you. Yes. And the idea of, of worshipping and glorifying and magnifying Him in this dimension, in this realm, in this kingdom, is that His desire for you is to grow and mature. For you to become beyond what you ever thought possible in the earth. Because we were taught that you have to operate in the gifts. Yes. You have to go and, 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 and do these great, wonderful miracles. You have to lead everyone to Jesus. Right. And then if you don't, you get beaten up mentally and emotionally in the church. But how many of you understand everybody is not evangelists? Right. But everyone's called to evangelize. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Because you have a testimony, it's your responsibility to share it. But everyone's not called to go and minister to the thousands out there, uh, raising everyone from the dead, getting the sick healed. I've done all of that because I believe that I have to. That's, that's what a, a minister does. But until I saw my, my destiny scroll, and none of that stuff was on there. That doesn't mean that I can't do any of that stuff. But I begin to understand that if I'm told by man to go do that stuff, to be impressing them, then I'm going to be doing and operating out of um, what they call works of iniquity. Because none of my works are going to bring me the, the rewards the Father has for me. So in engaging with the 24 laws, I begin to understand 
that there is portholes, there is dimensions that the Father has waited for sons to, to uh, engage so that He can open it, so that He can take us deeper into what He has called us to walk in. It is more than what we've experienced today. That's why there is not, and I'm not saying that there isn't, there is, because we just haven't engaged with it in that way, because what I'm teaching you today, most of you have never heard in your life. What I've taught over the last three years, most of you have never heard. We've been listening to it for three years, and most of you still don't understand a word that comes out of my mouth. I don't hear an amen or hallelujah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I... I've realized that many people just come to these meetings and get excited about what's coming out of my mouth because it sounds really good. But we are not engaging in it and it's not your fault. I blame the leadership of the nations up to this point. Because we were taught that the one in front knows everything and the one in the pews know nothing. Right? Yes. The one in the front is the one with the power for the hour, and the ones in the pews, they are the sick and dying that needs to come so that the man of God can touch them or lay hands on them, and they will be healed, and they will be uh, growing and maturing. Now, how many of you understand that's not true? And my job as an apostle or a prophet in the earth, and we have obviously grown out of that, how many of you understand that? Because it's my job to get you to maturity, so that uh, you can become what you're destined to be. Because you are supposed to go into the field where you live, where you move, where you have your being, and change it and legislate it into what the Father is destined for it to be. I can't do that. I can't go into your field and do what needs to be done. I can't go into your life. I can't touch the people that you can touch. I can't legislate the things that the Father needs you to legislate because it's your job. I do not want to do it. But let me tell you, if you're not going to do it, I will do it. That's right. If you don't want your, your reward, I'll take it. If you want to sit in your pew and get all fat and mushy on it, then fine. Do it. But I will take what I see in the spirit that's not occupied. Satan no longer has right to things. Because sons and daughters are beginning to touch base on these things. Exciting, isn't it? Yes. So legislation, it's an understanding of what the Father has destined you to. It's bringing something you see into place. Now, subconsciously, we've been doing legislation all our lives. How many of you understand that? For years, all our lives, we look at, at our, our elderly, and they get sick and they die. It's sad, but it's true, all right? I lost my mother and my father. I lost my grandmother at a very young age. Well, I was very young. <laughs> she was 64. Uh, my, my father's father I never met. He died when my dad was 16. Um, my father's uh, mother, she died um, before, I, before I could really get to know her. So I've seen a lot of the elderly in my family line just pass away. So the legislation that I got out of that is that when you get older, you die. That's what I believe. As a matter of fact, for God to change that belief, a lot had to happen. And then, of course, theology, everything I read in the Bible and perceive with my own natural understanding tells me that every man will die once. Right? A man on this planet will die. 
But how many of you understand, in reality, in understanding of what the Word talks about, everyone in this room has died already. So if I've already died once, then why do I continue to believe that I have to die again? Matter of fact, why do I continue believing that I will have to get old? If the Father makes statements saying in the Word that, that the, the sun and the moon no longer has right to strike me by day or to strike me at night. So the moon strikes, after the sun strikes me during the day and the moon strikes me at the night. How many understand? When we begin to understand that the Father is saying things in the Word that we have never heard because we are deaf to it, because of the understanding of legislation we've had been taught in the earth. You will die, you have no authority, you're a loser, you can't do anything, you'll be a sinner until you die. Well, why don't Yeshua do on the cross then? And, and there's so much that the cross has brought us, but all it's ever taught about the cross is that He came to die for my sins. But how many of you understand, it's a small, very extremely tiny portion of what Yeshua did. Him dying on the cross for my sins has nothing to do with who He really came to represent and what He really wants me to step into. Yes, without what He did on the cross, I could never enter into any of this, but it's not about the sins. It's about the blood of Yeshua. It's about the sacrifice. It's about Him opening Himself up so I can climb back into Him and understand that the life I now live, I live in Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. It's a dimension where I'm in Him and He's in me. That's legislation. I'm starting to begin to understand that if I step into Him, I'm legislating His life into me. That's what He wants us to understand. What a restoration that happens on the cross is actually legislation. So on the cross when I accept Yeshua as my Lord and Savior and I am born again and the Bible says, and I understand that the original doesn't say born again. It says born from above. So when I begin to understand I'm born from above, which means what happens in that dimension, in that kingdom, is to be legislated back into my life. What Yeshua sees, what Yeshua operates as, who He is in the kingdom of heaven, I have to legislate into the other. I have to begin to understand the power of who and what He has given me to be as a son in the earth. It is more than what they've taught me to be. Now, I need you to also understand, what they taught us was our stepping stones. So we can't neglect or reject what they have taught us. We love and honor those who have taught before now. But we have to begin to understand that they only taught what they were taught. God never taught nobody. Because you could only hear Him. And that was only if you were on the front line with a mic in your hand. Then you could hear from God, but everyone else just thinks they hear from God. Oh. And then of course they would come to the man of God with a mic and say, I believe God has said this. No, 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 no. Just go sit down, relax, don't hurt yourself, calm down. Calm down. You're not ready yet. Why? Because I am the pastor that wants to oversee the flock and I forget that according to the fivefold order in the earth, the pastor is the mother. Don't look at me with that tone if you're a pastor. Because the pastor was never called to be in charge, right? So now the pastor is in charge and what he's meant to do is he's to bring the, the baby to maturity. 
But what he realized, if I keep the baby, baby, yeah. I can get out of him whatever I want. Wow. I never have to legislate, he will never legislate anything into place. As long as I can keep him there, he'll do whatever I want him to do. So I can manipulate him into whatever I need as a leader. And if I am a true mother, I will mother my child and it will become a mothered child. How many of you ever seen or know of a mothered child? A mothered child does not have a father. It's only mothered. Which means a mother child can do nothing for himself. Don't look at me with that tone. I have walked with many that have been mothered, that doesn't have fathers. Now to be statistically accurate, they say more than 75% of all the earth is unfathered. Because fathers don't take up their places. So that includes the church. So the church has just been mothered. You probably have just been mothered because your father is always working. I was mothered. I can ask my mother for anything and she'll do it. But ask your father for something, what does he say? Do yourself. Figure it out. No. Earn it. But a mother will just... I, I fell. My father will say, oh, get up. Don't fall again. Mother would go, oh, oh. Are you okay? Let's go get a plaster. Come sit you. Oh, let me kiss you better. And so that's what the church has been receiving, right? Uh, your child learns so quickly. Well, I got hurt. My mother is there. <laughs> I'm going to go to her. But if the mother is not there, I'm not going to go to my father. Because I know what he's going to tell me. So I'm just going to grow out of it. I'm going to get deal with my issue and grow. But a mother now understand. A mother don't want her children to grow. Because they are so cute. So cuddly. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, I will look after you all the days of your life. How many understand the Father's desire for us is to move on? To get evangelized. To get mother to a point where you can now go be taught. Where after you've been taught, you can get equipped and you can get directed from um, by the prophet and then you can get sent so you can go but the church has not been directed by the prophet because the church has taken out the prophet the church has taken out the apostolic and has kept the pastor as the leader and would have a teacher every now and then. if that's not the pastor's job because the pastor does everything gets burned out backslides but continues because he's got a memory recall of what he studied and so his entire uh, understanding of the word just comes out of what he knows in his head mm. it sounds great but how many of you understand pastors are the most burnt out people in the earth yes they are because we put all our rubbish into them that's not how it's supposed to be and so the father's desire with legislation and the law of legislation is that I grow to the place in my walk with him as quick as I can. Because, uh, like they say, that a day to the Lord is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. So immediately we begin, hmm. So it took him 7,000 years to create the earth. Oh no, it didn't. It, take, it took him only seven normal days. So we just want to take everything literal, right? But I need to understand that's not quite what he was saying. 
Mm. It's one thing to us understand. He operates in a dimension in the kingdom yeah. and around that yeah. there has no time and space. So for me, I'm, I have been born again for 26 years. So my natural perception of that is, oh, so you're 26 years old in the spirit. No. I'm not. I can be six years old and have more knowledge than someone that has been in the church for 40 years. Because I can look at someone that's been in the church for 40 years and I can smell the poop in his diaper. How many of you understand? A 40-year-old in a diaper is one nasty son of a mother's goat. It's just not natural. It shouldn't be, couldn't be, and if it is, there's something wrong. There's a disease or a sickness going on there, right? It's not normal, it's not natural. But it's okay for the church to wear diapers at the age where the leaders of the church, the leaders of the nations, if I look at some mega church pastors, right, you right. can see and smell in the spirit that they are babies. Yes. But please don't look at me. I'm not, yes. I'm not being rude. I love them. They are yes. awesome. Yes. But we have to grow up. You guys miss me. <laughs> When I begin to understand, in my walk with Yeshua, now it's been six years, I've been born again for many years, but this revelation hit me six years ago. And so in the last six years, I've grown more than what I've grown in, in the time that I got born again, to where I first had this revelation. Now I remind you that in the time that I got born again, to before I reached this revelation, I have done 13 years of biblical theology. And then my master's, my, my, my bachelor's degree, my associate's master's degree, I did uh, uh, two years at Rhema, I did four years, uh, three years at my mother's, my, my mother's church, <laughs> my mother church, not my mother's church, my mother's church, help us Jesus, my mother church, and then I did a year at Bethel in South Africa, so it's a satellite school for Bethel and Reading, a school of supernatural, it was, it was awesome and I enjoyed every second of it. But it never gave me the revelation that the Father gave me in the last six years. Because all of a sudden, where I was taught I can only hear Him, I now have the ability to see Him, touch Him, feel Him, smell Him, hold Him, walk with Him in His kingdom where He is right now. But doesn't that thing change things a little bit? Because I was taught that I could only see Him, uh, hear Him. And then, of course, I never heard Him. How many of you heard Him? I mean, we, we, we were taught, you know, I, I will, whoo, Jesus. <laughs> you know, we, we clap hands and we scream and we jump and it's awesome. I love that stuff. And then we believe that we heard his voice. And then we do something and then we found out that, well, it wasn't God. But how can you possibly admit that it wasn't God? Because you heard him so clearly because that's all you can do. You can just hear him. So if I can only hear him and I can't hear him, then oh my God, help me. What's the point of my walk with Yeshua? Right? So we're making up stuff. Make up stuff and then it doesn't happen, then we blame God. But I, I heard him say that he's going to heal that woman. And I prayed for her, believing in faith, and she wasn't healed. Oh, it wasn't God's will. It was time for her to die. We make up theology just as we go along. 
Why? Because we're babies. I've got four children. That's what they do. <laughs> but when you walk with him, where you talk with him, you touch him, you listen to his voice as he speaks over you, you can smell his breath, feel his breath, he touches you, you he sends you because he's not, he's not, he doesn't hover your presence. Because he's omnipresent and when I'm in him, I'm omnipresent. So whether I'm busy with the seven spirits, or whether I'm engaging with a four-living creature, or whether I'm walking with, with Enoch, or whether I'm engaging with, with Adam, or whether I'm spending time with David, or whether I'm spending time with some of the angelics as they want to engage me, my spirit being is engaging in worship and adoration with the Father. The Father is not worried because He knows that every creation out there in the kingdom of heaven is there to propel me, to bring me closer to knowing Him more. Yes. That's worship. It's not. Yes. There's no hugging. There's no taking. There's no stealing. No time spent in the kingdom of heaven is time wasted. Right. Uh, it's all there to bring worship and adoration to Him. I don't have to sit at His throne the whole day. I don't have to sit by His feet and worship Him. Oh, I don't have to do that because my presence in the heavens is worship to Him. And so in the earth we haven't been taught that. We've been taught that if you haven't prayed uh, for five hours before you have a meeting, it's going to be a failure. <laughs> Satan is going to come and destroy it. Because Satan is this massive thing that overshadows you all the time. That's constantly attacking and beating you up and winning most of the battles. Oh, was that just me that was taught that? In the last six years, the only time I ever spent talking to him is when I was busy cutting off a dragon's head, taking out the riches that's been kept from the saints, or when I'm in the court and the accusations made against me is nullified by the judgment of the Father. As a matter of fact, the place where I live, Satan can't come in there. He can't go there. He can't hear me anymore. He doesn't see me anymore. And he can't get to my family either because I overshadow them in my spirit. They might not be born again. My sons, uh, they were born in a different light than, than, than what I was born into because I was born into sin. My sons and my daughters are not born into sin. Now don't look at me with that tone. Uh, my wife and myself were born again when they were born. It's like Yeshua. Yeshua was not born into sin like me and you. That's why he doesn't have to sin. Now that I'm born into Christ, I do not have to continue to sin. I have to have the understanding that I'm clothed in him and everything I do, I do out of him, in him. That's why I can legislate the kingdom of heaven into the earth. That's why I begin to understand that the law of legislation is the growth that takes place in me as a son. And I begin to understand that what I see and I like and I want, I bring into my today. Yes. I don't just bring it in because I'm a hungry, perverted, lustful being. I bring it in because I know it's my father's will. Right. Yes. So Yeshua had three years to train and equip his disciples. And how many of you understand his disciples had a religious glitch? Well, you might not understand that, but in culturally, all they've ever wanted to be in their entire lives was rabbis. 
in the culture of the day, and I believe you can ask my friend John there, he knows the Hebrew, that's all they wanted to be was a rabbi. When they were little boys, that's what they wanted to be. I mean, by the time, uh, by the age of five, they've already been in school for, for months, starting to learn the first book of the Bible, or the, the Torah. By the time they were 12, if they did not know the entire Torah, they would be kicked out of school. Then they would go and fall under their father's trade. Right? Maybe at an old age, I'm not 100% sure. But there's a fallout age, a fallout set. And Yeshua, he went all the way. That's why between 12 and 30, you never heard of him. Because at that age, he was going in and he was learning from his rabbi. So when he went and he looked for his disciples, uh, you have to understand, they have already been rejected by the system. So they were either angry and rebellious against the system, or they've accepted their trade now, and they only but had a religious perception of what the law gives. Then Yeshua comes and he brings them a different yoke. A different yoke than what they were used to hearing. <coughs> he only has three years to change the way they think, to change the way they perceive things. How many understand? As much as what they experience, the fullness of His glory, as much as what they experience, the absolute religiousness of His relationship and intimacy with the Father, they didn't get the fullness of what He wanted to teach them. He said, I come to give you the kingdom of God. And at the end, what do we get? We get a gospel that doesn't even exist. The gospel of Jesus Christ. How many of you heard that gospel? It's all over America. Jesus never preached that gospel. He preached the kingdom. And his desire was to bring the kingdom to earth. But his disciples didn't get that. They didn't understand that he is trying to get them to understand that he is showing them a way that they can engage and do themselves because it's not his job as God to legislate the kingdom of heaven and to the earth because Yeshua was the example given to man. Amen. And we still don't really understand that because we still look at Jesus and only see him as son of God. But I remind you, he's God. Yes, yes, he is. He's a fullness of God, and he's one of the full um, uh, attributes, Godheads, one fully part of the Trinity, just like I'm a Trinity, Yahweh is a Trinity, and Yeshua is part of it. He's not born out of the Father. Can we ever understand that? He's not in any way, fashion, or form less. My soul is not less than my spirit. In any way, fashion, or form. My body is not less than my spirit or my soul in any way, fashion, or form. I need all three to be a full creation of the Father. As according to what He is destined for it to be. Does my body need to change? Yes. I need to get rid of my skin. How many of you understand that? Because of sin, I received skin. Three layers to be exact. So now through the blood I'm restored. So if there's restoration and I'm restored, I can now get rid of my skin. Yes. <laughs> but we don't understand that. My soul cannot perceive it. My soul cannot perceive that even though Yeshua being resurrected, and in His resurrection He's glorified because He no longer had skin. 
And that's proven when Thomas put his hand in his side. Right. Yeah. Because let me tell you, buddy, if he still had skin and Thomas touched his side, it would have been a backhand and some swear words. Whether he was the son of God or not. Now don't look at me with that tone. If someone touches my one day old open sore, I'm not going to be too impressed with you. But he had no skin because he was glorified. He said to Mary, Whoa, woman, don't touch me. I haven't been with the Father yet. And then he went to be with the Father because he got glorified. Then he walks the earth for 40 days, glorified. And that's my example. That's what I'm born into and that's what I dive into as a son of the Most High. When I begin to understand what I walk in, what the Father has given me, the legislation of the Kingdom of Heaven becomes a possibility. And it starts with a small mobile court issues in my own life. Where I have to align and deal with the gates of my, of my body, the gateways of my soul and the gateways of my spirit. So they could be aligned so I can legislate what I see for myself in the kingdom of heaven and legislate it into my being. So that I can begin to see what's on my destiny scroll. I can legislate revelation for me, Gustave Leroux, fire, into my soul and my body so my soul can be changed and renewed. Yes. Now I remind you, everything I say doesn't exclude me being in Christ. It's all done and everything that happens, happens in Christ because that is the reason I have no skin. That's the reason that I'm restored back into the heavens. That's the reason there's a torn veil and the reason that I can operate from out of Him living in the kingdom of heaven. So I'm not saying anything outside of Christ. <coughs> but His desire for me is to get over myself. Right? Because the, the church is still a dying, sick baby. And we're going to stay and will always be a dying, sick baby, less uh, individually we begin to engage what can change in me. It's not the pastor's job to change me. You know, my son is now two years old, almost three. If he made a wee in his, in his diaper, he, he wants to take it off. But six months ago, he would wait until that thing is so full, and I would take it off. Now he makes one wee, and he walks like this. And he'll swing that diaper around like that, and he'll take it off by himself. If he makes a poo, he takes his diaper off no matter where he is. So it's very easy to come into the house and find poop on the floor. But six months ago, he wouldn't do that because he didn't know how. And he grow, but if he stays like that, by the time he's four and he's still in his diaper, how many times it's going to be a problem? Yes, it is. He no longer wants to have a diaper on. Now we just haven't had time to potty train him, but he's ready because he wakes up in the morning. And how many of you understand the morning pee? Yes. It's the floodgates. Yes. Right? So at, at that point, his diaper has already had some pee in it. Can I say pee in church? Yeah. Of course, we're not having church. Um, so by that time, his diaper has already had some pee in, so the floodgates open. Uh, he knows it's going to be overflowing. So either he would come to me like this, and there will be drips of pee all over the floor, or he would have taken his diaper off and looked at me like this and said, Daddy, pee. Daddy, pee. Because he wants to go pee. He's ready to go to the next level. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So I can do what the pastors would do. No, 
Come back here, let me put, change your diaper, pee in your diaper. That's where it has to stay. You pee in your diaper because otherwise I might be eliminated out of this occasion because I've been changing diapers. It's my job to change diapers during the day. I get every poop diaper during the day. That's just my job because I cannot, will not and refuse to wake up at night. I sleep, I sleep like a dead person. Amen. Once I've seen the pillow and my head hit it, it's instant. And nothing wakes me up either, except my bladder. I know that's a curse, and I think it might have come by age. Okay, but anyway, my bladder wakes me up, and that's about it. But my wife, on the other hand, she's got no problem to wake up, change his diaper, and be with him during the night. But it's my job, so this is where I'm at. I've changed his diaper for the last two years, but I'm realizing that in the next six months, that job is going to be changing. Amen. It's not going to be mine anymore. Hallelujah. Oh. So, because it's not going to need it anymore. So I can either hold on to it, or I can let him go to the next level. Amen. How many of you understand? The next level for him is great success. Yes. But it, it's great success because it's great success for me. Yes. He's grown. Wow. He's changed. That's right. Yes. Woo. It glorifies Jesus when we grow. And that's the Father's desire for us. Yes, he is. <coughs> I have to look at myself and say, have you grown? Yeah. <coughs> See, I can go to church all the days of my life and think it's okay because it's all there is. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm not telling anybody to grow out of church. That's just ridiculous, right? <laughs> But you have to grow out of what the church is for you. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Amen. Because for most, the church is just a place where I come to get comforted because of my issues and my problems. Right. How many of you understand? I can't have issues and problems all the days of my life. Amen. I can be taught that I will have problems and issues all the days of my life, and I can believe it, or I can grow out of that lie. Yeah. And begin to walk in the fullness of what He's given me. Because Jesus, in His entire walk, and if you read the Bible, He never complained about backache. Oh, but, but He was such a young man. man. In, in those days, He was an old man. Don't look at me like that. Go see what the statistics is at that time. How long they lived. They didn't live all that long. Not because they were getting old or there was cancer or sickness or disease, but you just get killed for whatever reason. When the Roman soldiers came marching down the streets, right. uh, if you were left in the street, you would be dying. You would be dead. They would just march right over you. Yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was so bad if you were a Roman soldier and a prisoner escaped, you were dead. How many of you understand that? Yes. So over Yeshua's grave, there was a guard. Now, in our natural understanding, there was one guy. Now, that's 36 men. Am I right? One guard. And of course, they all died because of his resurrection. Paul escaping jail. That man wanted to commit suicide because he knew, either I kill myself or I'm going to be killed. So the, the life expectancy was so much less. See, Yeshua, his desire for us is to grow. 
Yes. If you're not growing, you will not get to the place in your life where you'll begin to legislate what the Father wants you to bring into the earth. Yes. If I don't align my soul and my body with my spirit, I can't begin to legislate the revelation, the insight, the knowledge that the Father wants me to carry as a son. As a matter of fact, I can't become a son because I can't believe that I can go into the heavens. And so I need to begin to understand that as a son, I walk with him. He teaches me and he begins to show me if through my spirit eyes what I see in the heavens. That is what I need to legislate. And then of course, because I can see, I walk in the earth in the spirit and I begin to see what needs to be aligned. I begin to see the authority and power that I carry. Yes, Lord. <laughs> because I'm not just a weak Christian that goes on my knees and put my hands together and speak to my father. And all I ever ask for is forgiving my sins and meeting my needs. Now I walk with my father hand in hand. I sit in him. He sits in me. I know he's seven spirits because I've walked with them. I know every one of the angels. And let me tell you, just by the throne, there's a hundred million. Yes. Now I can multiply my spirit way above a hundred million. I can multiply my spirit to an unknowing amount because Yeshua is omnipresent. Uh, Yahweh, the Father, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. I'm in Him and He is my example. He is everything that I should be because I was created in His image. There's nothing and no one else in the universe, in all creation that's created in His image. Just man. Yes. No one else can legislate. She say, Satan has a memory because he was a covering cherub. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A covering cherub would cover the mercy seat, yeah. right. cover Yahweh, and all the radiated glory and power and revelation and fire that comes out of him goes into the covering cherub. Yeah. When he has had enough, he turns and all that glory goes into creation. Yeah. Yes. So it's out there. Now Satan is falling foe. Right. Meant yes. to be under my feet, yes. right, sucking my toe jam, yes. but because of who we are, ignorant fools, don't look at me with that tone, how dare you, we have allowed him to take whatever we didn't occupy, so we haven't occupied anything because we've believed that everything is Satan's. So everything is his. Uh, when, when a magician levitates, well, it's Satan's power. When a, a demon possesses a little girl and 15 men cannot hold her down, everyone's in awe. Wow, look at that power. It's Satan's. Right? But I read an article uh, in South Africa where a witch doctor raised someone from the dead that has been dead for four years. What is left of someone after four years in a grave? Bones. How do you even consider that? Well, we can't fathom that, but that's the power of Satan. So, so it's always been his. Christians don't have that. We have gifts. But with the gifts, you can continue to sin. You do whatever you want to, because it's a gift. But Yeshua never operated in the gifts. He walked in the Spirit. So the gifts were given to the church as a measurement. A measure of Holy Spirit. When you read Ephesians 6, it talks about, Ephesians 1 talks about the fullness of the revelation of His love. 
Yes. Brings us to a different place. Yes. Yes. That's where I shift into that which He wants to have me live in. It's yes. in the Spirit, yes. in Him. Yes. Where everything I do is seen and everything that is done is exposed because I'm in the Spirit and the legislation is taking place because I walk in full authority. I walk in full dominion yes. because the earth that's mine, that's right. not the Father's. I know we don't understand that because we want to believe that it's His and He has to do everything. But He's given it to me. That was the very first thing He did. He said to Himself, Yo, dude, let us create man in our image and give Him dominion and authority over all. But then we didn't take dominion. We didn't legislate nothing. And so we just carried on as defeated foes. Even after the cross. But now there's a, a company that's beginning to take back and walk in what we call legislation. We're starting to legislate things back into the earth as it's meant to be. You know, on my way back from Colorado, you would, you would drive 75 miles, 75 miles an hour is a legal driving speed. So, of course, I was driving 80. Don't look at me with that tone. Apparently, apparently, you can go 9 miles over the speed limit. I wasn't going to test the water, so I went 5 miles over the speed limit. And I didn't feel any con conviction. And I didn't feel condemned either. But if I saw anything that remotely looked like a traffic cop, I'll stop and slow down. I don't know if that's hypocritical or what, but anyway, that's how I roll. But we would, we would drive, and every 25 to 30 miles is a small little town. I'm saying small because if I blink too hard, I can miss the entire little town. But you have to slow down because uh, Laura and the people that we went with, they've been driving this little... They've been driving there for many years, and her mother have had experiences with the law that if they pull you over, you have to go to court. Um, they don't give you a ticket, right. you go to court and they deal with it there. Exactly. So you make sure that when you drive through these little towns, you stick to the speed limit, which is, by the way, 25 miles an hour. Really slow. But every, in the spirit, every time I go through these little towns, I find my spirit unlocking a gate. Yes! And there's hundreds of them from Colorado all the way down, and it's mostly through Texas. Now, I remind you that Texas is the belt And I was saying to the Father, what, what are these gates? What is these gates that I, because I, I mean, if you understand, we are the key. Although we are the key and the gate and the door, because we're in Christ and that's what He is. But I begin to understand that as my spirit being goes through these different cities, through these different states, through these different areas, it's unlocking that which the demonic and the enemy has locked up, yeah. that has been kept from the saints. Yeah. Wow. You know, let me tell you, and I don't want to break anything down or anyone down, but in every one of these little towns, the only church that's visible is the Church of Christ. It sounds really spiritual, but have you ever been in a Church of yeah. Christ? They should not be called Church of Christ. Right? It should be Church of the Dead. Now I've been in one of those churches and I've been like, you guys, really? are you born again? Do you know Jesus? Who are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Like, it's the only church in those little towns. But as I go through them, I realize that something's about to change. Yes! Because of who I am. Now, please, I'm not just talking about me. That's who we are. The power of a, a mature son going into the earth, unlocking what the enemy has locked up. Un unlocking what the enemy has taken and kept from us. See, the law of legislation changes the earth. And it can only happen once we've grown to that place. And we become what we're meant to be as sons and daughters. It's growth. It's growth. And it's growth. Let's stand. Thank you. So you guys okay? Oh, yes. <coughs> I want to remind you to trade. It's not a financial thing for me. If you don't give, someone else is going to give. I've seen it over and over again. If I come home with a hundred dollars, it's not going to change what God's going to give me because He's faithful. Yes. But it's going to steal from you. Trading is you making a decision to give into a revelation. Yes. Instead of just saying amen, it sounds nice yes. and I like it, but instead of just saying amen, you take of what's precious to you yes. and you sow into that revelation yes, so that you can gain a harvest in yes. what you did not know. Yes. Amen. I have traded and I look at, at, at Rebecca and myself and how we have traded into our mentors financially and how we have gotten back revelation and insight because of the trading. Yes. I might have listened to one message a hundred times to get revelation, but it's the engagement into the revelation, sowing yes. into it, that brought me to a place of knowing and walking in it. Yes, Lord. I'm not saying I need to go home with a thousand dollars every class, but I am saying take up, pick up your trading because it's for your benefit. Yes. yes. It's for your benefit. Yes, of course it benefits me. But if it doesn't benefit me, let me tell you, if it doesn't benefit me, I can't be here. Because I don't do anything else. This is my bread and my butter. Yes. Okay? Yes. But as much as it's not for me, I'll get a check of a thousand dollars in my post box from somebody. I'm prophesying that. Yes. Give it to more. Minimum, minimum, minimum. So just understand what I'm saying. It's never been about the money for me because God's been faithful. For the last 13 years, me and my wife have been living on by faith. No salary, no job, no nothing, just meetings. And he's been faithful. And giving has always been for the people. It's not for the one. It's for you. It's true. So, Father, as we stand before you, and I know that the law of legislation is to get your sons to a place where we can realign the earth, where we eliminate sin because of that taking dominion back, walking in full authority, looking at what the enemy has stolen, what the enemy has kept back, and taking it in the name of Yeshua, knowing that it's not in the name per se, it's operating from inside of him, walking in him, living out of him, covering, being covered by the fullness of his presence and his glory and knowing yes. with revelation and insight who he is, who I am in him. So Father, as we begin to legislate, first of all we legislate that which we see in the heavens into our soul. 
ourselves, yeah. into my body, into my soul, into my spirit. Then we begin to legislate it into our families, yeah. into those around us, into our into our little yeah. town, yeah. into our neighborhood. Then we begin to legislate the kingdom of heaven into our city, and then into our state, and then into our nation, and then into the earth. And we begin to walk as we've gone up and down and worship and glorify and magnify and be walking and taught by the seven spirits and going deep into the throne room, into the kingdom of heaven. We begin to go on assignment into the earth. We begin to see the demonic entities, the powers, the principalities, the rules of the darkness of the sage hidden in, in the galaxies hidden within the moon and the sun and, and, and the other, other planets, hidden in mountains, hidden in churches, hidden in buildings, hidden underwater, hidden in the streets, and, and the suns cannot see it because they're not mature. But once we've walked with you and our eyes have begun to grow and begin to see these things and we get uh, to eliminate them, the legislation that takes place is the fullness of the life and the glory that you've promised us as, as your people to walk in the, the promised land, in a dimension, in a place that we never even thought possible. So tonight, Father, I pray that everyone in this room will begin to grow. And I speak that growth every, every, over every son and every daughter in the name of Yeshua. That revelation will hit and we'll begin to walk in a realm that we've never been before. Father, we thank you for these laws. We thank you for your 24 elders. Father, we thank you for the four living creatures. We thank you for the 100 million angels just around your throne, knowing that there's billions and billions of other angels all over the earth, all in different dimensions, different realms, different kingdoms, just all over, waiting for the sons to begin to operate in maturity, Father. And I thank you for every other living creature. I thank you for the 22 living letters, Father, of the alphabet, the Hebraic alphabet, those living words that protrude and want to bring revelation to us regarding who you are, Yahweh. I thank you, Father, that everything is available for us yeah. to engage so that we can know you more. Yeah. But, Father, I pray that as we begin to understand the law of legislation, yeah. we'll begin to align this earth to what it's meant to be so that the fullness of your glory, the image, can be portrayed and your coming can be soon. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for who you are. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen.